Welcome to episode 29 of the Moving the Chains podcast. This is Reek. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Jake. Uh, today, we have a special guest. Uh, it's, it's been a while since we recorded, so we wanted to get you guys something special. Uh, our special guest, somebody I play Madden with <laughs> pretty much every day. Uh, I, I was actually surprised that he was willing to join the pod, but I mean, the season really hasn't started yet, so I guess he has the time to do it, but... <laughs> Uh, without further ado, uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, is is here with us. Uh, how are you doing today, KD? Yeah, man, I'm I'm good, big dog, man. It's not an issue or problem, you know. Regardless if I was in season or not, man, we didn't, you know, developed a a pretty cool friendship through the whole little friend group that we got from the game and everything. So you know, I'm happy to bring it to real life now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know what? I don't even want to start with Madden, but maybe you could give us a little. Since next week is like the release of the Madden ratings, do you do you know your rating for Madden Twenty One? No, I don't. I don't, and I really wasn't up to date on this year until the, uh, the end of the season because I don't know. I, I really wasn't into the game as much as I had been. And probably when was the last time I played a game? Because when I first started in the league with y'all. That was my first time playing Madden since like 16. Since I really since I got in the league, I stopped playing Madden when I started being in the league. I don't know. I just it wasn't even a focus thing. It was just more like I didn't like my rating, so I didn't. I just boycotted the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man said fuck that. <laughs> so now, I, I mean, it, I mean now it. kind of it's it's cool, you know, playing with y'all. And I didn't even know this was like a whole thing where everybody had leagues and stuff. Cause I used to play franchise by myself a lot, you know, try to build a team up, draft people. Really yeah. was my game was NCAA. So, you know, if they ever decide mm-hmm. to bring that back, then, you know, I'm really on top of that. Right. Yeah. If they I bring back NCAA, I might I might quit my job or put some pay time <laughs> off in. So. I've been waiting for that for years, man. I don't know. <sighs> man, they, they need to get that. They're bugging. Um, They're bugging. <laughs> well, I don't know if I actually know the answer to this question. What What is your favorite team to use on Madden? Mm, to be honest, I don't really have a favorite team. It depends on the type of offense I want to run. Say, for instance, if I want to do, like, a option-type deal, like with a athletic quarterback, I obviously might go with the Cardinals or maybe um, uh, okay. Russ okay. or uh, Dak. You know, he has a little bit of versatility in his game as well. Um, even uh, go up uh, in Buffalo, you know, with Josh because he mm-hmm. has a lot of versatility in his game too, arm strength. But really, I'm a as funny as it is, but me playing running back, I'm a defensive type of person. Like I love contact. I love being able to like you know because defense wins championships. To be honest, but if you got yeah. a good defense, you know you can you know hold 
Well, it, besides Mahomes and what they got going on and and freaking Kansas City, it's hard to stop him on the game. But that's a different story, other, right? Other than him and the, and the Chiefs, uh, if you can hold an offense to you know whatever, then you can pretty much win a game, especially if you don't turn the ball over. So I try to like get a good defense. So I like Dallas uh, Seahawks. I got like I like they three four scheme. So it just depends on I guess who I want to play with that day. I like how that holds true right there. Like, you know, in real life, obviously the saying is defense wins championships. But if you play Madden and you know anything about Madden, it's all about defense because those games are short. So right. if you get a stop and you get a score and get another stop, you can just pretty much melt the clock and it's over. I mean, Especially it's, if you don't turn the ball over. Because when you turn oh, exactly. the ball over in the Madden, golly. They'll make you pay. They'll sit there and melt the clock or run the clock down, and then you get, you know, they get the ball a half, and you're, you're done for. Right. You're done for. So if you play defense, so obviously – I'm assuming you're not using the D line. I'm sure. I'm sure you're not scared. I, I had to not. learn that. I had to learn really? That. Like, yeah, because it wasn't that I was scared. It was just that I was trying to like you know get to the you know quarterback. Maybe you know my my DN can yeah. come off the edge, get sure. to the quarterback fast. But what I learned in Madden is you gotta have not even crazy user skills, but be able to try to bait somebody and make a bad oh, 100%, throw. Oh, percent, hundred percent. That's you, the you know, only you way make it a bad is. Throw. You know, you can pretty much make a pay, especially in comp. They're catching everything. And let's be real. The people you play online, I mean, most of them are, you know, they're not that good. And they pretty much run three or four base plays, especially mm. if they're going to go for big yards. If you just start mm. baiting them and start kind of like, you know, playing like one guy and then switch to a different guy and just make him do that over and over and just trick him, I mean, it's, it's easy. It's right. Easy. But now it's a different thing when we got the lead and – me and Rican, because I feel like I'm always at the bottom bottom half of that league every year. Man. <laughs> every, every year is a tank season. So this Man. year I'm trying to we try, I'm trying to pull Cam. We you know got the old school league. We in the 2011 draft class coming up. So nice. I just hope we'll see if I I don't want to tank this year because I've been tanking for the last three years. Every year I got fired. This man's tired of it. He's tired. He says he's got to fire every because every you know, after the regular yeah. season's over, before the wild card starts, it always shows. And you just look at the members, and if it has an NFL 100 symbol right next to them, it lets you know that they're fired. Every Fire season, KD was right there. Man, <laughs> like, man. I'm, like, I'm tired of it. Bro. Yeah, now nah, this year, I'm, well, Jay just put a, a, a big 40 piece on me, but. I'm gonna say I got. I had a nice little bye week. Now we gonna we gonna finish a year off strong. <laughs> man, when he did with Cam, I was watching that game. When he did with Cam Chancellor, I was like, man, I kind of felt bad. I was like, bro, he, he's, his baiting is crazy. But so you guys used 2011 players? Uh, we started off with um, the 2005 rosters. Oh, that's so fire, bro! You gotta give yeah. me a next year. You gotta give me a next year. I mean, I might I, win the whole league. We buy with you. Nah. Nah, I, got, I got a ring out of that one, man. I already got. You already a got ring. a ring. You already got a ring. Yeah. So you're chilling. So you can take the rest of the years, and you don't care because you already got your ring. You oh no, 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 no. I, I care. I, I lost last year in the uh, AFC Championship because I, I have the Chargers, but Ooh, uh, he was hot. Nah, I traded. I traded Philip Rivers instead of Drew Smart. Brees. I tried to right the wrongs, and now I have Pat White <laughs> at quarterback. So you got but, Pat White at quarterback? Yeah, he's like, like a West he, Virginia like Pat White or Dolphins Pat White. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, which, which one? whichever one he got an MVP last year out of his so. man, he must be 93 <laughs> overall or something. Nah, he's only like a, he started off because it was his rookie year, he won MVP, so he was like a 67 overall. But yeah, it up. really depends on how you use the person. Like, if, you're, you, if, if you do what you're supposed to do, like, it don't really matter. Like, the, 
the skill because they got some uh what's the name Tiz major Marcus Russell all world in, in the league. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a he's like an X Factor now. I was like, man, what the fuck? Jamarcus Russell has an X Factor. That's a disgusting sentence. This league really <laughs> is just about righting the wrongs of like uh quarterbacks that were supposed to be good and then end up panning out. Cause Pat White uh, Jamarcus Russell. There, there's a few other ones like JP Lossman is like an X Factor too. So what? yeah, that, that what? Is but it's fun. It's fun though. Like it's, hey, it's, whenever y'all get to 2017, just someone please do me the the, the favor of making sure <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback, <laughs> or 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 whoever drafts for the Bears, make them take Patrick Mahomes, please. I don't want to have to live through that again. <laughs> if I'm in that league next year, because I'm probably going to cop a PS5, definitely. It looks too good. If I'm in that league next year, I'm telling you right now, if we ever do the 2017 draft class, I'm not taking Mitch. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to make it right. I feel you. Real, any- real life is hard enough, huh? <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard as a Bears fan. I've been a Bears fan for 15-plus years, and – uh you know, it's it's crazy because we always had the tagline, Monsters of the Midway. You know, we were always just dominant defense, Urlacher, Briggs. Everything was great. But we never had a, a quarterback. We've never had a superstar quarterback. So what, do you, what do you think about Jay Cutler, though? I like Jay for a little bit there. Jay was cool. But Jay didn't really have, like, that X factor. Like, he had the skills and he had he had really all it took but his decision-making. And when it came down to crunch time, he just couldn't get it done. And I didn't like his attitude. The locker room you know, didn't I like him. him Miami, so. I had him in Miami for a little bit, like the end of his career, like that last year. He mm-hmm. came down to Miami mm-hmm. after uh, Ron I liked him. He was, he was a cool guy. I feel like he got yeah. a bad rap, but at the same time, you can see what made him the person or the player that people didn't like because of how his he attitude and how he uh-huh. carried himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a cool guy, though. I love him, though. Yeah, like, he seemed like a cool dude, and he seems mm-hmm. like a nice family man and everything like that, you know, whatever. But as a football player, as a quarterback, that's probably arguably the most, you know, important position in all sports. You have to have that locker room behind you. And if you don't, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to have success. And mm-hmm. you had guys in that locker room like Brandon Marshall, who was really good, but, you know, he was definitely controversial. Martellus yeah. Bennett, definitely a very controversial figure in the NFL, especially – you know, with his recent comments about Jay Cutler. So all of that just kind of, you know, it doesn't make a good uh, recipe for success. So maybe he was set up for failure in Chicago, or maybe he, that's that's the ceiling. Who knows? Right. Who will, who will know? Never. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of, okay, I know you're in Arizona right now, um, and I know you have friendships with teammates in Arizona. Outside of Arizona, who are some of your like closest friends that are in the NFL? Um, well, when you go to like school like Bama and you have mm-hmm. to there, I knew this was coming. You just yep. kind of have a camaraderie to you know continue those type of you know friendships and relationships through um, you know through past football because it took more than football to make that team. You know, it took a bunch of people come together and you know from all different types of walks of life to. Uh, you know, have a common goal, which was, you know, win ball games, but also become better men. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually rooming with TJ Yelder right now. He um, He's out here training with me in Arizona before he goes oh, out wow. to Buffalo. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, still keep up with Derek. I mean, a lot of the, the running back, the, you know, fraternity that we have there, we're still pretty close. Um, guys like Reggie Ragland. Really, if you think about that whole 2012 class, like Amari Cooper – um, Landon Collins, um, man, 
that was, was that was a crazy team, man. Dude, yeah, like, that was insane. <laughs> just, I mean, just to you know, name a few guys. Like I, I have a real good relationship with pretty much everybody that came through there because it's just the type of fraternity that we have. You know what I mean? Is we didn't. We, you know, people had egos, people, you know, wanted to win, people wanted to, you know, had a spotlight on them, but this, at the end of the day, they didn't put it above the team winning games, and that's what I feel like made those teams special, and the guys special that, you know, we shared that with. I mean, it shows, because Alabama is, you know, notorious for consistent football success, so obviously, you guys are doing something right there. Right. Yeah, it was, it was cool, especially having, you know, Saban lead the charge, because um, I feel like he gets a bad rap about how he... Uh, presents himself to the world. He's just a very perfectionist type of person. And um, when it comes to him, you know, mediocre or even being good isn't good enough. Like, he's always yeah. pushing us to, you know, take it to the next level, even when we're, you know, we can be up 40 to nothing against whoever at the end of the fourth quarter. And I've seen people get cussed out worse than ma them making the worst mistake ever in no situation. So that's just the type of coach he is. See, I think a lot of people okay. would respond well to that on Seal because it just makes you want to be better and it makes you not want to have that happen again. So yeah. as as controversial as a take as that is, like, I like those type of coaches. It makes right. me work. Oh, yeah. No, you just you can never slack off, never, never a day off. Yep. That's good. That's good. That's what makes, uh, makes you successful in the league. Mm-hmm. Jake had a question he wanted to ask you. I, I kind of <laughs> want to ask it too, but what, what was the process – because I know you had the the injury at Alabama. Mm -hmm. What what the was just the injury. process of of getting back into football shape? It was well from the jump that injury because I had never been pretty much disabled to that degree before. So yeah. it really took a lot to kind of be able to sit down for a little bit. You know, being an athlete. You don't sit still for too long because you know you, you know you lose your shape, you lose your focus, whatever the case may be. So with actually being forced to sit down somewhere and kind of reevaluate things that are separate one from the game, but also focusing on you know getting back to that top shape, it really took takes a lot of mental fortitude because um, you're you have nothing but to do nothing but sitting down on your ass literally. Yeah. literally Every day is uh, one step closer to your goal, but it's so far away because all you're doing is from the jump, I was just flexing my ankle. Couldn't even flex it. Couldn't flex it. Then the Man. next week, you can flex a little bit more, and then I can wiggle my toes, and I finally get feeling the bottom of my feet. Now I can move it sideways now, and then I can do my ABCs with my feet. Now I can, you know, actually put pressure on it. It's like every little step was a milestone. And it just felt like it was taking forever. And then Man. finally, when you get to the point to where you can actually jog a little bit, now you want to try to sprint, but you can't sprint yet. You got to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. And that really taught me patience. It taught me, it really, when I thought about it, like everything that led up to that moment was going to encompass that moment in itself because of all the hard work it took me to get to that point. And then for me to have to take a step back, reevaluate everything going on in my life, football or not and then apply that to getting back it just gave me that much more focus and attention to detail to be where i needed to be again wow man See, i don't I, know man that's just that's just crazy to me i mean so 
All right, so when it first happened, because I know a lot of these injuries, I mean, I've never personally experienced anything like that where your leg or your ankle or something like traumatic like that just snaps or you have like a really bad injury. Um, I've heard stories about it. Everyone says you're in shock or you don't feel it or some people say it's the worst pain they ever experienced. What was your experience like that during that moment? Um, So when it initially happened, I just remember when I was younger, and, you know, as a kid, you fall down, you hurt something. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you say is, oh, I think I broke this or I think I broke that. And, you know, I mean, it might be as significant as a sprain, yeah. but, you know, it's never that serious. But when you actually break something, you know it at that moment. So yeah. when it happened, I hadn't looked at my foot yet. I just, you know, fell down. It was like, that feels different. And I felt this kind of like, like... Uh, kind of burning sensation like mm. like toward to, oh. like my foot area so I kind of like just grabbed like the back of my leg and was holding my foot up and that's when I looked at it and it was sideways and it wasn't that it hurt it was that it was a weird because I think when I dislocated it like I tore like ligaments I tore like um yeah just the real sensory part of my foot there so it was like it was almost like it wasn't even there but I could just feel like it was just a burn sharp feeling like pain and then they initially ran out put it back in place and Ooh. the pain went away so it was just like it it, it was kind of like a like because it was none of the pressure that's what it felt like it was just like a, a burning pressure type of feeling and when they put it back in place it subsided um i mean at that point i was crying just because i mean i knew it was significant you know what i mean yeah I it wasn't more the pain it was more of like you know what's next after this Exactly, yeah, which I didn't know. That was the whole, you know, point. Exactly, then, like you weren't sure about your future and your uncertainty mm-hmm. were there. Absolutely. So the injury itself really didn't hurt that bad. What really hurt was the day after the surgery. Now that mm. shit hurt because my, my foot was swollen. It was achy. I couldn't like if I put it below me, you know, the blood rushing to that spot would just make it like that much amplified. So I had to keep it above my heart. Like it was just. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds bad. See, I've seen a lot of crazy injuries in Bama, from Tua to yours mm-hmm. to Eddie Jackson's. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is with Bama and leg or lower leg and lower foot injuries, but <laughs> you, guys, you guys have had quite a few. I saw Eddie's and yours, and that was, which that was and crazy. Which are, what's even crazier, too, is that along with those injuries come the uh, rehab process and the mm-hmm. surgeons that we have there because, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but in my opinion, we have in the uh, athletic world the best uh, surgeons and rehab people because you see so many people come through injuries, but you see so many people come back and go full speed and not really have a hiccup. You know, I know so many pl- different places that people get hurt, you know, and they just say they don't feel the same because the rehab process didn't really serve them as well as it did for me, which, you know, it sucks, but that's the reality of, you know, being a place where, you know, you may go to a surgeon that doesn't fix it quite right. You had to have two or three surgeries or it's just not, it just doesn't feel the same. You know what I mean? So I was fortunate enough to have people around me that put me in the best situation to be successful after that. For sure. For sure. I mean, that's when, that's what you're going to get when you're at Bama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The best yeah. everything. The yeah. best everything, man. So that's, that's, that's a blessing that you were in that position to where you well, can get the highest tier medical care available for you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, you're, okay, so you say you're in Arizona. Have you worked out with Kyler in the off seasons yet? 
Yeah, we were um we actually had a kind of like mini camp where all the offensive players on his dime, by the way, flew to Dallas and um we kind of had like a couple of days where we just kind of hung out with each other in the middle of the day we were going practice at his high school, Allen High School. And if y'all know about Allen High School, y'all know it's, you know, craziest high school facilities in yeah. the country pretty yeah. much. So and we were on a we was on a freshman practice facility field and it had two turf fields and across the uh on the other side of the fence was the freshman uh I guess stadium I presume which was bigger than my high school stadium. So uh, we was able to kind of go there, work out, um, you know, build good camaraderie just because we hadn't been together uh, since the end of last year. Plus, we had obviously new faces uh, to kind of come together. So it was cool that, you know, he was able to bring us all together and for us to, you know, kind of build upon that to get ready for the season. And this was like and a I, couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, I had seen, um, you know, people like tweeting about it and uh, mm-hmm. Kyler getting everybody together, kind of like a mini camp. So that's why I had to ask if, if you were actually there. But, mm-hmm, yeah, I didn't uh, make none of the – I was only asked about it. I didn't make none of the damn clips. I'm like, well, I mean, was I there? Like, I'm just trying to make the cut, bro. Like, yeah. show me some love. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of getting love, what, what, what do you feel – I know everybody feels like they're the best – where where do you rank yourself among the top running backs in the league? You can be humble. You don't have to be humble. It's it's, it's completely up to you. Look, man, I'm 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 my biggest critic. So there's a lot of things I feel like I got to work on. I put myself among the top tier guys. Like I would look at a lot of guys and their game, and you know I I I try to add stuff that I see around the league and film and things like that to continue to build upon the things that I feel like I'm good at or I need to work out. But from a versatility standpoint, I feel like I'm among among the best. You know what I mean? I could, you know, run between the tackles. I can run outside. I can catch the ball at the backfield. I can pass protect. Um, I feel like I can, you know, do it all. So uh, I don't really have a specific number on where I would put myself. But in terms of, you know, being an all-around back, I feel like I'm, I'm up there, you know, amongst – the best in the league if given opportunity to go out there and just play ball. I respect that. I mean, once you got traded to Arizona, like the fantasy points you were racking up, oh, it was man. it was just crazy. That for a touchdown uh, game, I think I yeah. think the guy played. I think the guy played actually had you on the bench. So I was like, you know what? You deserve that. You deserve that. <laughs> you know, did, um, I mean, did you play fantasy? Like no, I, I don't. Okay. Okay. You need to. You need to, man. Fantasy fantasy football is fun. Yeah, I mean, it is, but at the same time, it's like I'm I'm a I'm like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like the game itself. I love the game too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Necessarily not not saying that fantasy football is bad by any stretch of the imagination at all. Like, you know, just kind of takes away from the actual sport. Yeah, yeah, and then it takes it, it the, the the team aspect of you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't want yeah. people hitting me up talking about, hey, I need you to go out here and get a certain amount of points. I'm like, for sure, for win, sure, I'm trying to win this game. You know what I mean? Like, no yeah. matter if I score 80 touchdowns or I have little impact, like if we win the game and we continue to move upon the team success that we have, you know, I'm I'm happy about that. I think a lot of fans fail to realize that, that like, sure, it's your fantasy football team and we get it. There's $500,000 on the line. But at the end of the day, like it's, it's one player. 
for one goal and they're all trying right. to win the game. Like it's not all about points. So I never understood people lashing out at players like, oh, you were asked this week. What happened? Like, bro, like I'm in the NFL. It happens. Like we're trying to win yeah. the game. Especially so. when you got players on the other side that are paid to stop you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Right. It's not like those other players on the other side of football are bad. I mean, they're getting right. millions of dollars to do their job. And if they do exactly. their job well, I mean, then, hey, you know, sometimes the better man wins. Exactly. Exactly, man. Who do you think is the best defender you've ever had to match up against? Or I should say, mm, more in-depth question, what's probably like the hardest hit and who was the who was the per- person making the tackle? Now, see, I can't really speak upon the hardest hit because it's, I can't really think of a specific moment that I've just okay. been like, damn, like I've gotten hit because – not saying that I never gotten hit hard before. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. I've I've just been fortunate enough to kind of like avoid blindside hits. Yeah. Like avoid. I feel like you do a good job at avoiding all that. You you don't put yeah. yourself in a position to actually get crushed. Like you're not right. You're not staring down a screen pass like Reggie Bush back in like oh seven <laughs> or oh six. No, that no, dude took his head off. Like that's a whole different story. Now that was that was eh, you can kind of put that on the quarterback because yeah for sure eh, for sure when you lost a uh, a swing pass out seeing the linebacker I mean because the safety came from I don't know how far yeah I mean that's that's just an unfortunate situation like I'm mean, yeah. I'm just blessed to not have been a part of that uh, on that side of football like you know ah. that would be so <laughs> illegal nowadays man you have no <laughs> idea let this be put him right in this right in this face mask yeah yeah the rest yeah, nowadays yeah. it was a if, if it would, maybe if they would have, say for instance, if he would have lowered his target, shoulder, you know, I feel like that's actually what the hit was because it wasn't a, it wasn't a high hit. It no, just, it wasn't not a, you he, know, aggressive or anything. He was just not looking. That's all it was. He's defenseless. No, yeah, it just is what it is. So I wouldn't say it would be a penalty. It'd just be a bad hit. I mean, a good hit. But to go back to the question, there was um, a, a hit last year that I actually saw coming the whole way, and. It was against Tampa Bay against Devin White. And mm. he was, I was uh, in a shotgun formation on the opposite side of the court, on the left side of the quarterback, running uh, right outside zone play. And he was on, he was outside of me on the left side of the defense with me looking at the defense. So to my left, I'm running the outside zone play. I see everything kind of developing in front of me. I kind of, you know, get strung out to the sideline. And I see him in the corner of my eye just hauling the ass, like, the whole way. <laughs> and then I get to a point to where I don't have any more room to cut up, to do anything, but kind of put get behind my pads and play football. And yeah. I kind of tried. I don't know what exactly I was trying to do, but it wasn't what I really wanted to do because he kind of <laughs> got up under me. And he got he kind of got me like right in my arm because I didn't get behind my shoulder pads enough, but I wasn't really up upright. And he got me like right like in my bicep, like a weird angle. Like I just it just bad bad ball by me. And I just remember that whole game thinking like God damn my shoulder hurt the whole game. <laughs> and I was just like, Jeez. and then then I was thinking about how fast he was, and I was like, yeah, like I mean it makes sense, like because we watched film with him before. And it was a play where he called uh, Chris Carson from behind, stripped him and everything, like, from, like, 20 yards away. 
And yeah, he's that's fast. Just, he's that's a just fast the, the game. That's what just what this game is turning to, especially for linebackers. Just mm-hmm. you know, being not set necessarily even the size of old safeties, but really, like if you think about it, safeties back in the day used to be the size of what linebackers are now. Rangy, you know, be able to cover and you know still come up a hit. It's yeah. like the game is completely different now. Yeah, and I, I hate to translate everything back to Madden, but even in the 05 league, you can see like the ratings and how yeah. slow the slower the linebackers were compared to how fast they are now. It's like it's like night and day, honestly. But yeah, you just, just look at the size like of Lamar yeah. Harrington playing outside linebacker, you know, six five two sixty. Like that's like, and that's that's four three linebacker. That's not even three four hand on the ground linebacker. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. You just don't see that nowadays, honestly. But. So with, with that being said, is there anyone I mean, besides Devin White, of course, is there anyone that you don't like matching up against? Like you do not want to go up against that guy. You see him on the other side of the field and you're like, nope, not today. Uh, I'm not going to say because I don't there's not too many people that I, um, I don't. I'm not. I love a challenge. So you know, Absolutely. if I see somebody on film and you know they, it's a guy that's in front cross me that's printing a Pro Bowler and you know is is who he is. Then I'm like, shit. I'm trying to get his best. You know what I mean? There you go. So yep. Welcome to the really, challenge. Makes you better. Like, I, I can't really say that is a specific person, but there were uh, you know playing against. Um, uh, I don't know. Just really that whole San Francisco defense. Eh? They got a lot of. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they go crazy. They got a, yeah. they got a lot of speed on that defense. That D line is is crazy good. Yeah, um, you know with Quan, you know being back in that lineup because I I think he got hurt against us the, that first game or second game we played. I think it was the, the game, game on Halloween. Played. It was the yeah. Halloween game. I'm pretty sure he tore his pack. It was. It was out yep. four months on that so, Thursday night game. Yep. With him being in that lineup and then the the safeties and DBs that they have, they just got a real well-rounded defense so it's always a challenge playing against them man that, that, i can't imagine probably, actually playing against them like i watch them and yeah, i'm like yeah. damn that probably sucks but actually playing against them like mm-hmm. that really sucks yeah they uh they just they just seem to always be in the right place at the right time making the timely you know hits turnovers you know it's you got to play a, a real sound football game against them it really comes back to that speed aspect as we're talking about you look at their line i mean you got bolsa you got Armstead. I mean, and then you got the backers, and then you got Fred Warner, and then you got uh, what's his face? You know, Quan Alexander. And their safeties are fast too. So I mean, mm-hmm. they're fast. They get hard, and they play it the right way. It's hard to beat. You got somebody like as, as cerebral as Richard Sherman. You know, leading mm-hmm. the charge in that defensive uh, side. You know, it's like everybody's obviously watching film and you know is anticipating everything because that's how he plays. You know, there's really mean? no holes on that defense, and that's the scary mm-hmm. thing. Exactly. With, with you guys, uh, I don't know if you would answer this question either, but with you guys getting DeAndre Hopkins, I, I, I kind of feel like the NFC West is like the best division in football. Uh, the Rams are kind of, I mean, they're a solid team. Yeah, I mean, they're not uh, bad, you, look, you look at the Seahawks, they're, they're always going to be contenders. And then you look at San Francisco, a good up-and-coming team. <laughs> and then you guys ha- have yourself with Kyler Murray in his second year. Uh what what division do you feel like is the best in football right now? I know you're an NFL player, but you're also a fan at the same time. So, yeah, I mean, me personally being in a division, I can personally say the AFC, uh, the NFC uh, West is definitely the the 
the best the best division in football. I mean, I'm, I could almost also be biased by saying that I was in the AFC East, um, you know, for a while. That division is actually very competitive. Outside of you know the Patriots always pulling it out, but every game that you know they play against the Patriots, they're you know going down to the wire. You know what I mean? They just happen yeah. to have Tom Brady, <laughs> so yeah. they were able to pull it out. Yeah. So speaking of the Patriots, we we got to talk about that play. I mean, we got to talk about that. Oh, the Miami Miracle. <laughs> we got we got to talk about that. What was going through your head? I mean, obviously, we've all seen it on TV. We've all seen it in movies. The the hook and ladder, and you know all the school ground stuff. Like, when did you actually get the ball and you thought like, oh, like I'm about to score. Like I'm actually really about to do this. So, the whole time, my job and role was fairly simple. It's something that we practice every Saturday that we, for some reason, never got right until the Saturday before the game. So it was almost like perfect timing. And when the you know play came up, my responsibility was to kind of protect the edge at first. You know, obviously, if Tannehill gets sacked, then it doesn't really matter what else goes on after the play. Yeah. Uh, the edge is pretty secure. I kind of leak out. Now I have to kind of keep pitch relationship with uh, Devontae, who's getting a pitch from or the lateral from uh, Kenny after he catches the kind of the, the curl route. And as I'm keeping my my pitch relationship with him, he's supposed to run down the field a little bit until somebody forces him to pitch it. He catches the ball and immediately pitches it to me. <laughs> so my time <laughs> is completely off now. I'm like, all right, I got the ball in my hand. This is the end of the play because we don't have anything else, anything else scripted after that. It's throw to Kenny. Kenny laterals it. Devontae pitches to me like whenever he has to. And then from that point on, it becomes, you know, a lateral game. So I get the ball. I almost get tackled by um, somebody that was behind me. I can't remember who specifically it was, but they kind of clip my leg. I keep my balance. And now – Right now, I'm looking for anybody to kind of lateral the ball to maybe across the field to kind of stretch the play out a little bit more. So I kind of start to angle toward the middle of the field. And as I do that, it just, like, the the defenders that were on the opposite side of the field, they don't converge on me. They kind of, like, step back and try to defend that side of the field. Our side of the field has already been kind of contained. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just, like, the seat and... Ted Larson, Mr. Hero of the Miami Miracle, our uh, guard, <laughs> he kind of runs up right in front of me and pins uh, Patrick Chung. And I just yeah. hit it. Because at that moment, I'm like, well, you like, have I got I, I, I to I play ball now. And, I know you uh, had a chuckle on your face when you it was it was between you and Gronk. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, like, I'm going to beat his ass <laughs> in the pylon. You knew, like, all right, I'm going to get him. When I saw when I saw Gronk, and I didn't know Gronk was back there literally until I hit about the thirty, and I saw him. It was like, and like I I, I cap about this note like not at all. I I see him, and I'm like Gronk. Like this is literally in my head as I'm running. I'm like <laughs> Gronk, and and then literally the next thought is there's no way in hell I can get tackled by him because I will never be able to live this down, ever. Ever, 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 ever. Because, I mean, he's a, you know, Hall of Fame tight end, like, nobody... 
He's slow. It's, it's, it's okay. He's but slower. He, I mean, you already knew ESPN year. was going to milk that for days. If Gronk yeah. made some touchdown saving, game saving tackle, like yeah. that would have been bad. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to let him tackle me. No, no. So I just hit it. And I almost, I almost, almost messed up because I kind of stutter stepped trying to like, I thought he kind of was going to have an angle. But as yeah. I hit it, I was like, I, I got to up on him so quick. I don't think he realized I was going to get there that fast. I didn't realize I was going to get there that fast because I stuttered and almost like had somebody else behind me catch me. So he stumbled as I hit it. I was stutter stepping like, oh, I, I need to hit it again. And as I got by him, I'm like, this game, I just won this game. And when I ran to the end zone, I just, I don't know, I just threw the ball as far as I could. Like, yeah. It's I mean, you like, probably had like, this. you probably had like a thought in your head, like, is there any flags? Like, is this real? Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, like, because, so, like, where, where you, so when we, so in the stadium, there are four jumbotrons in the corner. And as I'm crossing the pylon, I'm, I look up at the jumbotron and like, I don't know. Like, I can't remember what my thought was exactly. I just remember looking up and seeing that I crossed it. Kind of like everything. I just took everything in the moment. Like, I don't see, like, you know, usually on there, there would be, like, a like a, you know, a little yellow, like, line to, like, indicate a flag or something. Or maybe the fans were, like, distraught because it was something else. Like, no, everybody was going crazy. I was going crazy. I said, well, this ball's going in the sands, man. Fuck it. <laughs> man. Did you ever get that ball back? I did. I actually did, and that was that's another crazy story because um, what happened was I threw the ball in the stands, and apparently a, a Dolphin fan caught it. Oh no no no, wow. no, 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 no! I lied. Apparently, a Patriot fan caught it. Oh and, yeah, and he sold it to another Patriot fan or some another guy who just for some reason happened to have like. Four hundred to five hundred dollars in his pocket, like on him. So he, <laughs> so he sold the, the ball to him at that moment, and then from that point, um, it just became like a whole this whole thing because then he started like hitting up our representation on the Dolphins, talking about how he wanted like a hundred thousand dollars for the ball. <laughs> I was like. I was like, four hundred thousand dollars for the ball. You can you can take that shit and shove it. To be completely honest, <laughs> and, and like I kind of like made a whole thing like on the internet, you know, talking about getting the ball back or whatever. And not, I mean, already knowing like that, what was going on behind the scenes, but you know, just you know, kind of building on the hype of it. You know, just you know, got to throw the brand out there a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. So he was like, "Well, if you're not paying it for it, I'm gonna put it on the on the site." So he put on a bid site, and the bid actually ended up getting to $20,000. But Mr. Stephen Ross, Mr. Billionaire Stephen Ross. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, every, every time, Yeah, every time, it, you know, it bid, he, was, he had somebody bidding for it. And ultimately, we got the ball. And so the guy, I mean, he ended up getting $20,000. We got the ball back. And they wanted to give it to me. And I was like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't pay for the ball, like. And, you know, the, it wasn't just my win. The team won. The city won. So the ball is at the stadium somewhere. I think it's, it's some vault up there. So, you know, the, wow. the Dolphins, uh, they have it. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. 20000 for a football. Yeah, 24, Could not find football. me doing that. Could not find me doing that. I don't care what football it is. Right. 
I mean, we didn't even go like we didn't even like if we would have went to the playoffs off of that because we ended up losing the next two games. We were mm-hmm. actually in the playoff hunt at that moment. Still, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up, we ended up losing like the next three games. Like, fell fell out the playoff hunt. So it was really, I mean, I won't say off and not because obviously the the moment is still the moment. But me personally, I wish we would have you know took advantage of it a little bit more. You know, took it a little farther. Obviously, got to the playoffs, did whatever. But you know, everything happens for how it's supposed to. Yeah, that that's that's crazy. I mean, at that the end is. of the day, you got to stick it to a division rival in the Patriots. That's a win in itself, right? No, for yeah. sure. There you go. Doesn't matter what the record <laughs> is. I mean, yeah, one in fifteen. Beat the Patriots. Beat the Patriots and like, yeah. Rocket. It don't matter. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. If Jake has any more questions for you? I don't want to hold up, hold you up too much. Uh, Jake, did you have any more questions for him? Um, now we can just wrap this up. I mean, not really. I did have I did have an interesting question, real quick. Um, yeah, what's up? So I'm sure I'm sure you and your teammates obviously all play Madden. Who is the worst and who is the best out of you? Your whole group <laughs> there that plays Madden. <laughs> um. Well, see, that's the thing. Like ever since I started playing, all I do is play in the little leagues that I play with. So. I don't even really have a remote idea about from a team aspect because when I'm playing, I'm like the only time I haven't actually even been playing is been since we've been quarantined. And I've just yeah. been playing, you know, with you know everybody that's in the league. So I couldn't even tell you to be honest. I'm I'm not that good to be honest, but I'm getting better, I guess. <laughs> hey, you didn't play you didn't play for what, like four years? I mean, you get a little yeah. past there because there's people playing yeah, you get every a day and they still suck. So I mean Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure four years off of anything, let alone a video game where you're trying to get repetitive, you know, reps in and you know, you're actually trying to develop a skill base there, that's gonna be hard to do if you're not doing yeah, it. Four especially years, so. when you're trying to figure out you can't play football with Madden. You gotta play Madden. No, yeah, you actually gotta play Madden. You don't play football, you play Madden. If if they right. give you a Hail Mary and you know they're only they're, they're pressing, you know, a fast receiver, you gotta throw it deep. It don't right. matter. Because that corner's exactly. not gonna keep up. You gotta work with the game. And then I did have one more question. So, ahead, with all with all this stuff going on, obviously this is something we've never seen before as a nation, and definitely as sports fans, as a league. Um, I kind of want to get your idea of the possibility of playing a full NFL season without fans, and how that'll be for you guys. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be different because the fans make what the game really is. Mm-hmm. Um, without the fans, we really wouldn't we wouldn't have a game at all. Um, so. With that being said, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't even really give you an answer. I know, um, you know, I, I, I hope everybody, you know, continues to, to remain vigilant, uh, vigilant in these trying times and, um, you know, keep not only themselves, but, you know, the people that they care about the most, you know, safe. Uh, but, uh, it's you know, this game should bring joy and, you know, yeah, a distraction for sure. What's going on in the rest of the world, but we can't ignore, you know, what's really going on because you know we are we're we're part of the population too. So for um, sure, yeah. we can't really risk people coming to the games to just to enjoy it, and, but also take back something that could be detrimental to their family. So um, if it's in the best interest for people to stay home, you know, this year or forever, you know, however long, then I feel like. That's the best, you know, thing to do. 
See, I agree with yeah. that. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, if there is a season, which I'm optimistic and hopeful that there is, you look at other major sports leagues, MLS, MLB, NHL, NBA, looking to obviously resume or uh, start their season, start their playoffs. I'd like to think the NFL could follow suit. Um, but I just don't I just don't see fans in the near future. But I honestly they, think that's kind of selfish to ask for fans at this point. I mean, if we get yeah. those players back on the field and on TV, I think that's all we can ask for at this point as sports fans. Yeah. And if if they ever, you know, I know it's not in the best interest for us to be there, but if they put that waiver out, I'm I'm signing. I'm signing. I'm signing this shit like Johnny Hancock. I am getting that black ballpoint pen. I'm (laughs) getting my best signature out. I want to go. The the Cardinals play the Eagles next season. Man, I I, got to be there for it. I got to. So. Oh, you in Philly? Nah, I'm in Ohio, but I'm an Eagles fan, so. Yeah, I got. I don't know if the Bears play the Cardinals next year. I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. We don't. No, we don't play the. What is it called? The NFC North. Yeah, we played the NFC North. We guys. No, we played you. It was last year, the year before that. It was when. It was when you guys were one and two, and I think, or maybe zero and two or one and two, and it was week three. It was week three. But uh, obviously, when you guys, yeah, because you were in Miami, yeah. But uh, mm. that's when Khalil forced that fumble and got that ball back. And we had a crazy comeback, so that was fun as a Bears fan. But not a lot <laughs> of fun as a Bears fan. Not a lot to have, man. I mean, I love Mitch. You know, he's the guy. I support him. I'm not going to be that toxic fan, but man, be nice. Though. Be nice to have Patrick, man. It'd be nice. We got Nick Foles, though. Hey, we got Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a good dude. You know, he's got some Philly magic. Hopefully, left in him. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna pull out, pull out that quarterback, uh, the quarterback oh, controversy. Come on now, Nick Foles. I mean, it's it's not hard to be Mitch. Like, I mean, like I said, I, I like Mitch. You know, he's a great. Come dude. on, man. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> great, great, it's like, listen, man. Listen, man. Yeah, great dude. Great, great family guy. Really good, upstanding person. Where's the Football player. Right. Not, not so much. Not so much. Hey, Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles is proven. That's all I can say. He's proven. Right. He fits in this offense with Matt Nagy. He's got the weapons around him. I'm excited to see what he can do. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's anyone's game, really. It really is. Because, I mean, who knows? Mitch is still young. That's the cool thing. Mitch is still young. He still has time to put it together. You look at Peyton Manning. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Peyton Manning. But Peyton Manning had a pretty <laughs> abysmal first couple seasons and, you know, had a, just a, a you know, ungodly amount of interceptions same with Brett Favre and they didn't have accuracy and everything was you know falling apart and then all of a sudden they're two Hall of Famers I'm not saying that's going to happen but it's possible it's possible <laughs> you like to think Anything optimistic possible, here in Chicago man. exactly man Murphy's exactly. law <laughs> well I mean I guess it, that'll, that'll do it for this episode uh, I know you have a I know you have a website I bought some merch off of it you might as well be a shameless plug and, and just you know, talk about that and, and what you have going on. Oh, no, for sure. I appreciate the platform, man. Um, well, the website is uh, Um I just have uh, branding merchandise on there. Uh, if you like all things Roadrunner related gear, I got a nice little uh, KD signature style on there. Adding shorts, so stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, also have uh, just things on the website that kind of get you linked with me in terms of uh, marketing, intro, uh, just 
I guess, situations. Uh, I work with nonprofits like um, Smile Train, which is a non um, nonprofit that benefits children that, and children and people, adults that are uh, afflicted with cleft lip and cleft palate. Um, okay. And also work with the Boys and Girls Club, uh, sponsored a um, Boys and Girls Club out in Miami, and out, now sponsoring one out here in Arizona. So, uh, I mean, just like to be a champion of the innocence, man. So, uh, yeah, support the website, uh, support those nonprofits, and, uh, you know, just be a, a light in somebody's life. Man, love the attitude, that, man. Love the yeah, attitude. That's I great. love that you're using your platform for just more than yourself. A lot of people go to the NFL. A lot of people make it big in you know, whatever industry they're working in. And uh, they kind of forget their roots and where they come from. And that at the end yeah. of the day, it's all about making someone else's life easier, making someone else's life better. And, uh, that's great. That's great that you do that, man. Oh, yeah. Nah, man. It's, it's just, you know, it's all a part of the gig, man. Uh, I've grown up in the Boys and Girls Club, uh, you know, had trouble with my teeth, which is not really anywhere near the, you know, the detriment that people with cleft lip and cleft palate go through. But, um, you know, I, I just feel like being a part, being a part of something bigger than yourself is what life is about. Love it. That's, that's great. Couldn't agree that's more, great. man. Couldn't agree more. If, hey, if you don't mind, I mean, you could you could slip us a little follow on our podcast page, man. You can follow our, our personal accounts if you want to as well. You I could, can link you, where, you could, you know, you know. Oh yeah, no, just, just shot. Look, y'all go ahead and get get a go ahead and get a uh, the rundown, a shout out, man. Let the fans know what's good. <laughs> go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. I'll go next. Wait, wait, what you, wait, what you mean? He I said mean, plug. He said plug it. Yeah, plug, oh. look, I gave shameless plugs. Look, plug yourself up. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. Go ahead, follow at RIQ Ruler. It's, it's just like my PSN is Reek Ruler, but except for the the U and E ain't in it. Uh, yeah, uh, our our podcast name is at underscore MTC Podcast. So if you can get those to follow, that'd be great. I I, I can just uh, send it to you as well, uh, just to you know. Make sure you can spell it right and stuff like that, because Jake, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, all right. Um, yeah, pretty much just following up on what Reese said. Uh, obviously, our podcast page is at underscore MTC podcast. Uh, we always appreciate everyone's support and uh, the following and the feedback we always get. I know times are tough right now and we haven't been able to record, but we appreciate the several of you that have stuck along with us and we will eventually uh get back on this grind you know i mean obviously we're in the off season and things are you know pretty tricky right now but uh we will be delivering episodes and content uh regularly here soon hopefully um and obviously you know i already plugged the podcast page uh, my personal page is at j underscore uh currents 15 j underscore k e r a n s 15 and uh yeah y'all can feel free to follow there and uh stay tuned for more content kenya we appreciate you coming on today man it was a pleasure having you and uh, we're looking forward to seeing the season start. See what you can do, my man. My dad. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all, boys. Absolutely. Everyone stay well. Reek KD, I'm out. I got to go back to work. But uh, <laughs> y'all y'all take it easy and have a wonderful day, all right? Yes, all right, you sir, too. Man. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir.